Welcome to On The Ledge, the podcast about plants in your house. It's Chelsea time. Fancy. Greetings. I am Jane Perrone, your On The Ledge host. I hope your pecker is firmly in the up position. But if not, the next few minutes of audio delights from the Chelsea Flower Show should help you get back on an even keel. I'll be investigating the new houseplant studios category at Chelsea and hearing from their creators. Plus, I answer a question about a stunted tenanthi. The Chelsea Flower Show is the world's best known show for horticulture, but in the past, I've always felt that houseplants have not had a fair crack of the whip at this show. Yes, there have been exceptions. James Wong's Malaysia Garden from a few years ago showcased an amazing array of houseplants and indeed a great array of tropical plants that can be used indoors. And in the Great Pavilion every year, there are usually some cracking displays of everything from orchids to cacti and succulents to bromeliads. But there's never been a specific judging category for houseplants. That's changed in 2021, the first ever autumn show. It was nudged to this season by the pandemic, as you may remember. It was also a chance to bring a new agenda to the show. And that came in the form of six houseplant studios, garden buildings of various kinds supplied by the company Morven Garden Buildings, and each designer was given a blank slate to fill it to the rafters and above the rafters in some cases with houseplants. So I had the opportunity to tour the houseplant studios on press day and find out what makes them tick. Just before we get into that, I did mention celebs in my last episode. Yes, I did see celebrities. Do you want me to run through some of them? Yes, you do. The one that excited me the most was seeing Reese Shearsmith. He's a British actor who's known for various series, including The League of Gentlemen, but I think the best thing he's in is something called Inside Number Nine, which he both writes and stars in with another actor called Steve Pemberton. If you've not caught that show and you can get hold of it wherever you are in the world... Uh, I I think it's absolutely brilliant. So check that out. So I was very excited to see Rhys Shearsmith. And I was also thrilled to catch sight of Chris O'Dowd, who I know best from the Channel 4 comedy, The IT Crowd, which I absolutely love. But he's been in quite a few big Hollywood films since then. Now, it is strange when you're at Chelsea because you'll be wandering around on press day, which is the day that they let all the celebs in and the press to come and look at the gardens. And there's also a lot of PR people there and also photographers. But it's a weird kind of atmosphere. There's no (laughs) there's a there's an absence of actual people who just want to come along. It's all people who are there with a particular agenda. So it is very strange. But you'll be walking along and then suddenly you'll be looking at a garden and sort of muttering away to yourself. This happened to me one year. I was looking at a garden and muttering away about a particular plant. And I sort of look round and Michael Caine standing next to me, just kind of, you know, <laughs> doing his own thing. 
Um, and, uh, you know, the temptation at that point to say, you're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off was almost overwhelming. But I managed in true professional journalistic style to hold back from that. So, yeah, it's a it's a strange day, but it's great fun. And I feel very privileged to be able to go. I know that lots of people are never going to make it to Chelsea. It's quite expensive to get in. Lots of you don't live in the right part of the world to get there and tickets tend to go fairly swiftly. So I do count myself as extremely lucky to get to the Chelsea Flower Show. I don't tend to be particularly starstruck by celebrities, but it's an interesting bit of people watching, I can tell you that. This is the sound of the drag queen known as Crystal performing in front of one of the houseplant studios on press day. How wonderful it was to have the normally somewhat staid world of Chelsea shaken up by the presence of a bejeweled drag artist such as Crystal, who you may remember from RuPaul's Drag Race UK Series 1. But I loved the fact that... One of these houseplant studios had Crystal DJing uh, and accompanied by a pair of dancing human glitter balls. Yes, this was the perfect post-pandemic fun houseplant installation. Everything about it was fun, from the bright neon pink and neon green theme to the fact that the whole building was like a giant plant hanger suspended from pink neon macrame. And I was too shy to get a selfie with Crystal, unfortunately. But after she'd finished performing, I caught up with Ian Drummond, whose creative vision this was, to find out more. The green room, garden, houseplant, I don't know what the official term is, houseplant studio. Houseplant studio. I should use the official yeah. term, houseplant yeah. studio. I mean, this is, uh, has the wow factor. Tell me what the inspiration for this incredible installation was. Um, have fun was the, the, was, the was, yes. was top of my list. Yes, it's, you've achieved um, that. Tick. Thank you. We're <laughs> having the best, best time. Um, yeah, 10 years at Chelsea, bringing houseplants in each year. This year we've got a dedicated area for houseplants, so it's like this is a year to really have fun, celebrate it. Um, lockdown, COVID, been miserable for me, um, so even more determined, like life's a living, life's having fun. So and um, so, this is a combination of all my favourite things. We've got Chelsea, we've got houseplants, we've got disco, and I've had drag queens. So literally, I couldn't couldn't be happier. That it's like it's just the it's, yeah, and it's like and these plants I'm using, I've used on all of the kind of celebrity work that I've done. So white tie ball fashion week all those like high profile events lucky enough to work on and so this is like basically putting them in the green room putting these plants that have actually um supported events and they can have their own event it's um, celebrate the plants <laughs> that is awesome and it's all kind of wrapped up with this beautiful i mean i can't i mean people will have to look at the photos this is where a podcast fails somewhat because it's pink neon macrame plant hanger that's basically in casing the whole building and hanging from the tree above the london plane above i mean like i can imagine you had a fever dream when you were was, creating this we had a bit of a brainstorm meeting and um there was a beautiful macrame hanger in the in the room and i just looked at it and um i was getting overexcited already and i just spotted that and i thought do you know what let's go for it and everyone's reactions were like uh, go large or go home. I mean, exactly. really? Yeah. How are we going to do that? Don't know how we're going to do that, but we're going to do it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, and we're going to do it in pink neon. And yes. Uh, yeah. 
And I think that what's so fabulous is that this will speak to people that Chelsea normally doesn't speak to, right? Completely, yeah. It just opens it up to a bigger, bigger audience. It's, 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 there's one, there's so many people who don't have gardens. So, uh, so houseplants, are they gardens? So it just demonstrates what you can do with them. You might not want to quite create this, but you can have fun with them. Whatever age you are, whoever you are, you can have, there's, there's houseplants for everyone and you can just, should be having fun with them. Um, and yeah, I just want to, yeah, bring in everyone to Chelsea. Chelsea's amazing. I love being here. So it's like, it should be open to everyone. So this hopefully is a way of encouraging more people to, uh, yeah. to enjoy it. And I'm loving that you've got a St. Paulia slash African Violet there on central display next to the mixing desk. Tell me why that's there. That's, uh, well, it's a tribute to my mum, really. My mum passed away and um, it's, um, and my mum, yeah, just incredibly important to me and um, encouraged me as a young kid to get into houseplants. I got into houseplants about four years old, thanks to my mum, really. And so that's her favourite plant and they're not fashionable. So I thought, I'm going to make it fashionable. So it's in a bright neon pink pot, centre stage with a drag queen it, there it is it's like it's like so that's that's a little bit of my mum that's there. fantastic yeah. I mean I love that I just love the fact the unapologeticness of that plant there yeah. is awesome can we go inside and just oh, have a little wander inside yeah, and have a look in. um, because there's lovely neon a neon sign luring me into the green room and once we're in here I mean it, it really does feel like the this is the kind of di- I don't not really that keen on discos but this is a disco I would go to <laughs> this is a fun disco I mean, this yeah. is a this is a plant filled fun yeah. disco full of awesomeness and a, and obviously a glitter ball yeah absolutely yeah but yeah glitter balls are taken sort of backstage though I, the plants are it's <laughs> the like plants just, are so, yeah, it's so just, warm it's the plants are so important and as I say yeah plants that I've just really enjoyed working with over the years and it's like it's just so lovely to like often I wouldn't mix them all together but like this is about having fun and celebrating so it's like if I like it yeah you're coming in it's just like yeah these are what the plants I enjoy um, and that maximalism, there's definitely room for that. I mean, oh, more is more is more is <laughs> yeah, more in this more one. Is more is more. It's I like, mean... yeah, we kept like, should we stop? No, <laughs> we're not stopping. <laughs> we're yeah. not stopping. And you've got this lovely sort of, um, I mean, a potting table doesn't really do it justice because that sounds terribly sort of old fashioned. But this sort of mad scientist desk where you've got it's a bit of dry ice coming out there and you've got some wonderful carnivorous plants doing their thing and there's lovely Spanish moss coming down from above. I mean, I just want to sit there and tiddle with plants all day yeah. now. And, and making the pots part of the actual bench, sort of dropping yeah. them into it, making them feature. It's like, yeah, let's, they're centre stage. Plants should be centre stage. And, um, Any particular favourites? I mean, I'm, I'm loving the medanilla, which I is just... I love medanilla so much. And again, they don't, you don't see them that much. No, they're, no. I mean, they're flamboyant and um, they certainly take centre stage. But I love them. And they're actually, I, I find them really easy to look after. I've got one at home in um, Bathroom. Really? That's, that we've had for three years wow, and it's um, is amazing. We've got it in the right position, right spot yeah, and it's, it's yeah. doing so well. So those I love. Um, I'm known for my Vanders. I yeah, always love a Vander and so I've yeah. squeezed my Vanders in um, as any any gaps a Vander goes in and what purposely done, we had some Vanders there no flowers on they are beautiful they don't even need the flowers I was just going to say these, like, just looking at these the roots, roots here the structure is amazing yeah they're beautiful you can just it's, enjoy those roots yeah. and um, that's that's it's quite that enough without a flower is, is stunning yeah, I just love them um, and how in terms of your business now that Covid's sort of moving into another stage what's what's next for houseplants and how are you sort of pivoting 
it's um well, Haplons, yeah, are just so, so popular <laughs> in every aspect, from getting their plants into an office to an event. Events are starting to come back, so that's what... This is what I love doing. I love being crazy and creative with, with plants, so I'm pleased that events are coming back, and, um, yeah, I just want to put them everywhere. I want, I, I, I want plants to be the stars. Um, but, yeah, just... Houseplants are everywhere now. It's amazing. They go in the high street and you just see houseplants everywhere in all sorts of shops that are available. And it's just like, this is amazing. It's just like, it used to be so We're difficult. living our best life, aren't we? It is. We I dream, really are. I dreamed we, of this for we, so long. <laughs> we dreamed of this for a long time. I was a geeky, weird kid for, <laughs> for too long. And now people are like, oh, wow, now that's interesting. Yeah. And now yeah. yeah, now everyone's getting involved. Well, that's really great to hear. And it's, it's lovely in here. I could definitely stay in here all day and just enjoy. Um, and the, the pink hanging chair, I mean, you know, another fantastic plant thrown. <laughs> it is really doing the business, this yeah. room. So yeah. well done. Let's get some fun going. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ian. Thank you. Do go and take a look at the show notes where there are lots of images of the green room you need to see it to believe it next up i headed over to the north one garden center display which had a distinctly autumnal feel and yes i do mean pumpkins so i'm paul holt from north one and wessex garden centers uh creative director and i've been with the business 21 years or more actually um, and here we are at Chelsea 2021 with our stand which is all about celebrating autumn. It really does celebrate autumn this stand. I absolutely love the pumpkins, the Chinese lantern plant Fisalis that you've got there. It's looking fantastic and you've got a very nice plant thrown too. Getting Dipping yeah. into the sort of would you call that rat? I never know what the right rattan. word is. Is it rattan? Yes, is it it's rattan. The rattan trend is is looking really fantastic. Tell me what the inspiration was for for the display you've done here today. So obviously it's the first autumn Chelsea in 108 years of the show. Um, and when they said there's going to be an autumn Chelsea, my eyes lit up um, <laughs> because autumn's always been my favourite time of year since I was a kid. So when I had my allotment and was growing my pumpkins as a kid and I worked on a pumpkin farm it, it kind of stemmed from there it's like okay well we can we can feast this out we can literally max it out with all the treasures of autumn so all the colours all the textures the scents you know we've got walnuts and then we've got the, the strelitzias with their fiery orange colours and the yellow plumerias and then the, the yellow types of succulents um, and then when you go inside with the tropical plants we obviously made the interior very autumnal with uh, all types of our colour palette was red, orange, yellow and brown with um, an accent of black. just love that orange. It's just popping beautifully. Like that candlestick there, for example, is just popping out of the lime green foliage of the Maranta absolutely perfectly. And everything is immaculately potted and beautiful you've got some lovely cordisiform plants you're ticking all my boxes here Paul you really are and you've even told me I'm going to go inside and have a look that there might be is it is it down where did you saxifrage am I missing it oh yes yes we've got saxifrage just for me just for uh, because you. um Paul knows I'm a fan of this plant so thank you for putting that in your display oh, it's absolutely beautiful in here and have you found that the house plant 
interest of people coming to Wessex and North One Garden Centres has kept up? Is yeah, there any sign has. of it slowing? That was part of the reason for our display was to inspire people not to get bored of their houseplants. And if you style them in, in these ways that we, we, we've demonstrated here, you know, go home, wipe down the leaves of your Monstera, give it a new pot, and find a new way to restyle it, and then you're not going to get bored with it. It's like if you keep reinterpreting the seasons with your houseplants, there's so much more that they can do than just sit there being beautiful Absolutely. and you looking after them. I'm really excited that you've got some lovely um, plants on planks. Hashtag plants on planks. I'm yeah. going to have to put that up. <laughs> um, so is that, that's, is that dubia, monstera yes. dubia, going up a lovely plank? Indeed. That's beautiful and very on trend. And we just had a, an Aroid expert on the show who was talking about why plants on planks is a good idea. So that is brilliant to see i'll put that um how you extend the plank though because it's well yeah that's a true point that's a true point you need an extension to that plank because it's really taking and you've got this beautiful i mean gosh that scissors disc color is amazeballs isn't it i'm just going to be taking that under my arm on the way out if i may it's a good one oh gosh i can imagine i can imagine is there anything here that you're really thinking is coming up on the rails as something that people are going to go wild for that maybe has been sitting in the background here apart from obviously the beautiful saxophragia tricolour <laughs> well obviously the last couple of weeks we've seen some really great um, begonias come in oh, yes. so there, which is mm. incredible uh, with those it looks like somebody's actually stuck um rose forms on the surface of the leaf that's that gorgeous leaf? it's Incredible. absolutely gorgeous uh, and then we've got autumn ember there perfect that's the perfect uh, begonia for this display it's lovely yeah you've Kingiana, got... which yeah. has got a lovely subtle sort of round leaf with the nice lime green um, yeah. some amazing uh, begonias then of course our philodendron friends down here um, which are just beginning to come available a bit more commercially so you don't have to get them from the specialists the iridescence on some of these begonias is just stunning. When the sun shines through, yeah, them, I can literally imagine. Literally, they were glowing yesterday morning, early yeah. yesterday morning when the sun came through. And you've got some sort of retro classics like the Nurtura. Oh, I love it! It's one of my favourites. But I've never managed to grow that successfully. Is it? Really? <laughs> I've Keeping always struggled it cool with that in the winter. I think. Yeah. So like on our a balcony in London, just keep it moist. It's perfect, right. like right. Helixine or Solaria. Yeah. You've also, um, well, actually, what I like over this corner, you've kind of, this is the kind of pink yeah, corner. Yeah, so we've got philodendron orange kings, uh, Varicia red chestnut. So when that sun comes through the window, yes. and also with the fans, it really makes that pop, and it looks so autumn. New aglaonemas that are coming through. Mm-hmm. There's a token pink princess for the fans. Of oh that. yes, yes. Um, I mean, the other thing you do so well at with your with both of your um, branches, Wessex and North One, is pots and containers. And you've got some beautiful pots and containers here. What, what's your sort of top tips in terms of getting with the fashion? I think you know if you if you look at the foliage carefully and just pick out maybe one or two of the colours. For instance, you know you put that yellow maranta into a yellow pot and the two just work together like magic and i would never have thought of doing that but it looks amazing that's such a good color combination but on contrast if you've got like a silvery black leaf and you put that in a black pot Mm. or a phalaenopsis or you know some one of the spotty orchids and you put that in a black pot and top dress it uh the colors just they just stand out like they wouldn't otherwise um, 
And then, of course, we're using different coloured gourds and pumpkins as well to complement the, mm. the colours of the foliage. So there's so much you can do with houseplants that it's, it's yeah. just like just get inspired and bring bring autumn inside the home just to enjoy the mumps um, that we've got it really awesome well thank you so much for showing me around and um, I'm just you might not want to check my pockets on the way out <laughs> <laughs> beautiful it's a beautiful display and I really hope you get loads of uh, compliments for this uh, wonderful display and uh, that pumpkin is is just giving me that's a cool. big vibe and you're wearing a pumpkin top can I just say you're also wearing a pumpkin coloured top which is also awesome well, it'd be <laughs> look rude at you not to, it? <laughs> inspired by Fat Jack there ah yes that is I mean the stalk on it well, that it must be really heavy oh my god Louise has done her vacuum <laughs> carrying all because I ordered so many of them and oh, there's god. one down here with the fattest Stalk on it, right? <laughs> oh yeah. So, this is, so the Americas, the Americas grow the, the um, stalk. Obviously, it's not a thing in this country. Yeah. But the stalk is as important to me as the fruit because because I don't eat them. I use them as decoration. I don't carve them. I just use them as decoration in the home. And so the stalk is just as important yeah, as the fruit because yeah. you're looking at it as like a sculpture. So. Um, yeah, look out for more interesting varieties that have stalks or, or handles. Well, that, is, that is a top, top tip. As always, Paul, you've got the inside track, and I'm loving that bench as well. Oh, my gosh, I didn't even see. The whole roof is... Oh, that is awesome. I mean, you're right. In this country, we need to follow the Americans and, indeed, the Canadians uh, yeah. in terms of ab- a- adopting the pumpkin because it's a beautiful thing. They cheat. They last for yeah. months. Yeah, totally. Um, and then you can eat them when you're fed yeah. up with them. Exactly. Thank Thanks, you so Jane. much, Paul. may be interested to know that North One won Best Houseplant Studio for their installation. So well done to Paul Holt and his team. Now it's time for some housekeeping matters. I'll just get my dustpan and brush. Thank you to Claire, who's become a legend this week. And Claire will be able to access my Extra Leaf edition from the Chelsea Flower Show in which I'm talking to Jacob James of Grow Tropicals about his incredible terrarium installation in the Great Pavilion and also chatting to the legendary nursery, Dibley's, suppliers of gisneriads and begonias of all shapes, sizes and colours. So if you're a legend or super fan on Patreon, you can enjoy that content this week. Also, I've been perusing the posts on my houseplant fans of On The Ledge Facebook group and there's always something interesting in there. What a great community that is. I particularly enjoyed one post this week from Jessica, who reported that her friend's pink princess philodendron doted on for three years has been chopped, shall we say, by a toddler with a pair of scissors. 20 leaves have gone and it's a rather sad scene. I presume that the top leaves were left because the child couldn't actually reach that high, but they are devastated and Jessica asked for some help. Some of you were rather harsh in your responses. Jessica herself commenting, my experience is that all toddlers are sociopaths. I can't disagree. A toddler is a unique 
beast that you have to try to well you just have to do damage limitation somebody else suggested putting the child up for adoption so a heartbreaking situation but you managed to come up with loads of great advice about propagating this plant and what to do next so do go and check that out in house plant fans of on the ledge if you are not a member already just answer all three questions and as if by magic you will join this most friendly and drama free houseplant facebook group I mean, apart from the drama of the pink princess being chopped, which was a true drama. And we'll just squeeze in a quick question of the week before we head back to the houseplant studios. This one comes from Tessa and concerns a tenanthi, that most unpronounceable of houseplant genera. I don't know how the silent C is supposed to sound. But anyway, this plant is in trouble, says Tessa. Unfortunately, it got chewed by a cat and then has been moved into Tessa's IKEA greenhouse where it's showing some signs of recovery after having the worst of the damage cut back. And now some new growth is appearing. But the new growth is, in Tessa's words, tiny, absolutely minuscule. And Tessa comments, I feel like there must be something I'm not giving it that it needs. More light, more nutrients, less nutrients. I'm at a total loss. Well, this is a nice question, Tessa, because... I think I know the answer to this fairly straightforwardly. You used to be able to look after this plant very well. Then it got some damage and you've had to cut it back and it's regrowing. So I don't think it's an issue to do with nutrients. I think this is a light issue. Remember that this is the fuel that powers our plants, light and even plants that supposedly like shady conditions actually you know dark areas of our homes are not going to make many if any house plants happy even the old aspidistra will be much happier in more light than your shadiest corner can offer so i'm thinking that it's just a light issue i've had this happen with maranta group plants where i've had to cut them back completely in some cases due to spider mite infestations. I don't have a cat. Um, (laughs) um, My dog doesn't bother my plants, luckily enough. But I have had to cut plants back and you do find that the new growth is small. And obviously that's just because the plant is thinking to itself, I have no idea what's going on here, how much light I've got. So I'm just going to go conservative. Obviously, the size of the leaf is related to how much photosynthetic power the plant has. But it's no point putting out a massive leaf and putting all the resources into a massive leaf if then there isn't enough light to really make that worthwhile. So small leaves tend to indicate a lack of light. As your plant regains some vigour, I think those leaves will get bigger. I also think that giving it a bit more light now will help it. Obviously, don't let it get sunburned. I'm not sure where in the world you are, Tessa, whether you're in the northern hemisphere and just going into autumn or in the southern and just going into spring. But I would say that this plant is is on the right trajectory now a bit more light will probably benefit it obviously those ikea greenhouses are great for keeping conditions steady but those cabinets can cut out some light so it depends whether you've got an led grow light system set up in there if you have maybe just increase the number of hours it's on or put the plant slightly closer to the light 
If there's no light in there, it might be worth either moving the whole thing closer to a window or maybe just taking your plant out of there and putting it on a, in a slightly brighter spot. Obviously, you know, you can do a very, very gradual manoeuvre. Every day the plant can move a step closer to the window if you choose. And that way you'll keep the potential for the plant to be sunburnt to a minimum. The plant will get used to the extra light and be able to make use of that fuel to get it back on a good course and produce bigger leaves. I'm sure your plant's going to be fine. I mean, I always say my caveat with Tenanthes and other plants in that group, check for spider mites because you just they're just such a common thing. But assuming that's not the case, then your plant will be on its way back to health and uh, sort out your cat. Uh, <laughs> some retra- I don't know how you train. Can you train cats? I don't know. I'm very cat ignorant, I have to say, um, because as somebody who's allergic to them, I've never bothered to really learn about um, cat cat maintenance. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at least in the cabinet, the cat can't get hold of the plant. That's one big plus. So uh, anyway, that I think is the answer for you. Light and, you know, really in the list of things that I'm going through in my brain, once I've said, have you checked the roots? The next thing I'm saying is, is the plant getting enough light? So do think about that. Whenever you have a plant in trouble, oftentimes more light's just the answer. It's as simple as that. If you've got a question for On The Ledge, drop me a line on theledgepodcast at gmail.com and I will do my best to help. Now let's wend our way back to Chelsea, where I'm going to hear about the biophilic benefits of houseplants from the houseplant pharmacy. So my name is Matt Gilchrist and I'm the founder and creative director of the Edible Bus Stop. Love what you do. I'm aware of your work. Tell me about this though. We're here surrounded by beautiful houseplants. What are you trying to get across to the many people who are going to come through this area? The idea is is that houseplants provide an awful lot of biophilic healing and being around them, it benefits you on many, many levels. So whether that is on a physical level, they can, you know, they can help uh, speed up post-operative recovery, reduce blood pressure. There's so many levels on a physical level they can do for you. And, and the Japanese have a lot of studies on this because they do forest bathing. Mm. But this actually works interior as well. And then on a sort of an emotional level, they provide an awful lot of emotional support. They're very good at alleviating depression. They provide that mental health help that we need and that we really notice during lockdown and they also became our friends and as someone who was in in lockdown alone they very much were my friends and you get the sense of accomplishment by keeping them alive (laughs) they they provide an awful lot just tell me about the beautiful music we can hear in the background (laughs) the music we can hear in the background is the Monstera Alba which is you know the big trend plant of the moment Mm. which is a variegated in layman's terms cheese plant and they're very very expensive as you see that's quite a small plant that's actually probably about 150 pounds worth of plant they go for thousands if they're large Um, what we've done here we're using a process called biosonification and uh, electrodes have been gently attached to the leaf and uh, it's run through something called an Arduino using a MIDI and then we translate the 
the very tiny fluctuations that are going on in the plant, whether it's photosynthesis or water moving through the plant or a breeze catching the plant. And the, then the, on, the, on the computer, we can actually play it. You, you, we could have it playing the banjo if you wanted, but we've chosen for something quite ambient. And what I've discovered is when I take the leaf with the electrodes on and very gently stroke it, it goes quieter and calmer. It seems to respond to my touch. But I have been working with these plants now, these particular plants that we have on display, for two, three weeks now, and I talk to them. So I snip <laughs> off the leaves that aren't show-worthy, and then I come and I give them a good misting. And I've built up a personal relationship with all these plants. So I have a feeling that plant knows who I am <laughs> and is now quite enjoying its uh, showcase moment for the press. I think it's probably looking up at all those big trees around us and thinking, yeah. I could really do with one of, climbing up one of those trees soon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's be, what they would normally do. Yeah, they'd, they'd be heading just, out to yeah. climb to climb a tree and uh, get into the canopy and it's yeah it's a beautiful setting here with all these trees around so it's it does really feel like you're immersed in uh, foliage which is fantastic and yeah as you say the sounds the sounds of a house plant i mean what a wonderful thing to to have well it's the, the messages with the bio you know this is a biophilic pharmacy it dispenses biophilic it gives you your dose mm. of feel good of that shinrin-yuku but but interior and so we felt that we wanted to with that message that when you come into this pharmacy and you feel so much better you don't have to ingest anything you just stand here and just feel better about being in the screen space we wanted to actually show that the plants are responsive they 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 are there they in everything around them they're constantly responding to the environment so they respond to us so this was a perfect way to exhibit that, and that the, they're, 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 they do respond to being talked to, um, whether that's our oxygen. <laughs> but I, I personally think, you know, we're all predominantly made of water as humans, and so are the plants, and so there's that connection between us. Well, I'm just going to go outside and enjoy the sound of the, of the elbow <laughs> for a moment now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, if you're anything like me, you really wanted to hear that album playing the banjo, didn't you? How interesting to not only see, but hear your plants. Now, the legendary London Houseplant Store Conservatory Archives, well, I just knew they were going to put on an interesting display, and I wasn't disappointed. The theme here was the bathroom, and it seems like the possibilities for planting were endless. My name's Amy. I'm a projects assistant at Conservatory Archives. Well, this is lovely. Uh, this, I'm, I'm getting some glaucous grey tones from the outside of this beautiful green bathroom retreat, as it's known. I love the idea of houseplants in the bathroom. It's something I get a lot of questions about on the show. Why did you choose to do that as your theme? So we think in the bathroom... You can have quite a wide range of plants. I think people, obviously it depends a lot on the light that you have in your bathroom and humidity-loving plants are very well suited to those conditions too. Um, But we just wanted to show that there are more options maybe than people would think. Um, So if you have a brighter area, you could try succulents in there um, and obviously begonias and alocasias. 
fan palms. Let's go inside. Yeah, this is. Let's let's wander it wander to the door. The fan palm is gorgeous. I think they're really in fashion at the minute. Are you finding people, lots of people coming, coming and wanting fan palms? We do. Um, they, the humidity they require is really high. Right. So <laughs> a bathroom would suit them really well, but sometimes in a regular home environment, they can be difficult to keep looking really well mm-hmm. over a long period of time. Um, but you need really bright light mm. and... A lot, a lot of water in the air as well. And I mean, gosh, like I'm not sure as this would work as a functioning bathroom. There are plants literally right round the toilet, but <laughs> it's inspirational to see that you know you can make your bathroom something exciting. And there's so many beautiful plants in here that are catching my eye. I absolutely love that fern leaf cactus that's hanging in the back there. They're real pains, though. I don't know if you find this with with yours when, but they're just so wide like mine just goes out and out and out and it actually knocks some pots down this week because it was so it was so massive but what's great here is you've got big plants small plants beautifully displayed this is it this is, seems to me to be very conservatory archives in it is very very beautiful and you've got some beautiful pots what kind of tips would you give people when choosing containers and, and ways of displaying plants i think you have to it's your own style. I don't think you can have a prescribed formula for how you choose your plants and your pots. Um, it's good to sort of utilise height so everything's not on the same level. If you have some shelves or sometimes even just one very large dramatic plant in the space can really transform it and make it feel a lot more green. Um, but I think the most important thing is plants that you like and will do well in the space that you have. Um, the ho- hoopersias that we have in the corner, they have a really nice texture, so sometimes balancing out different leaf forms and shapes can work really well as well. Um, but you have to see them every day, so I think it's most important that you really like the plants that you have. Are there any plants, any particular, are new to houseplant growers that we might be looking out for that you've started stocking? I think there's been many more cultivars of um, begonia. I think begonias could become more popular. Of course, you have Monstera variegata, um, but I think you do see that quite often. I know it's really desirable and quite harder to get hold of, um, but we've noticed from the growers a lot of begonia species, so we've got begonia ferrops in the corner. That's a really beautiful um, one, yeah. And this is a lovely one here. I don't recognise that one, but with the beautiful pinkish grey metallic. Is that, that's a beautiful colour. And, and luxurians, of course, which nobody recognises as a begonia because it looks like more like a palm. Um, but, yeah, I think you're right. I'm thinking begonias are definitely on the up. Um, I mean, I just adore this bird's nest fern, but I'm not very good at growing these, so I adore from a distance and just admire. And what about Hoyas? I mean, I'm a big Hoya grower. Are people, are lots of Hoyas flying out of the shop at the moment? Hoyas are. I think, um, especially now, when you come in and see them more in their flowering season. Mm. Hoya linearis, um, I think around now. Yes, I will see. I need to check mine, actually, to see if it's flowering. Yeah. Um, but especially 
Begonias, when they grow into the space, and with all plants, I think when you start them off, mm -hmm. you have to give them a bit of time um, to grow into the space and start mm -hmm. to look a little bit aged. Um, I think that can really transform the space too. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful, and I hope you get lots of... Um happy visitors enjoying this space and um, thank you for telling me about it oh I don't half get excited at these houseplant things <laughs> in case you hadn't guessed I think it's going to be really interesting to see how the houseplant content of Chelsea evolves moving forward this was a really fantastic start I was really excited to see houseplants on display but I think there's so much more that Chelsea could do. For a start, I'd love to see all the indoor plant stands at, in the Great Pavilion all grouped together. Wouldn't that be amazing? So you could head for one particular area and just see all of the indoor plants rather than having to go all over the place. I think it would set up a really good buzz as there was around the houseplant studios. And I also think there's a heck of a long way to go in terms of what's possible. I know from looking at incredible Instagram accounts and plant people that that there are way, way, way more things we can see. In fact, if you listen to An Extra Leaf, if you're a legend or a super fan, you can hear about Grow Topicals, Terrarium, as I've already said. This is what we need to be seeing, some real next level houseplant stuff. I loved all the houseplant studios, but what we were mostly seeing was plants in pots, which, and as we all know, there are other options. And that's what I loved about the next houseplant studio by the houseplant shop Forest. So my name's Alice Bailey. Um, this stand, we're from a shop in South East London called Forest, um, which is me and my mum and my sister. Um, and that yeah the theme of the stand is just kind of understanding how your plants would grow in a natural environment and replicating that in your home to kind of give them the best chance of being as healthy as possible and what a great <laughs> message because really we've got a lot of epiphy action going on here <laughs> a, lot action, a lot of epiphy action yeah which happening. <laughs> kind of have a bad reputation for being a little bit difficult and, and tricky but actually when you kind of put them where they would naturally grow on bark is great and mounted on walls they do really well and they're very yeah, easy exactly <laughs> exactly i mean you've got loads of fantastic epiphytes here you've got <coughs> excuse me you've got i think the pollen's making me cough <laughs> yeah. the, the plain tree pollen um you've got the the lovely ripsalis and uh do i see a, a, an epiphyllum manguliga one of my favorites the fishbone cactus oh. Stunning. Yeah. Stunning. Absolutely yeah, stunning. Yeah. Um, and just really, really easy plants, as you say, when you know how to grow them. Tell me about these. Is this um, cork? They're mounted on cork? They're mounted on cork, yeah. So we've got um, bits of cork. Um, we've got lots of natural mosses. Um, the cork is particularly good for, for um, air plants. And, yeah, things like epiphyllum, like you mentioned the beautiful fishbone cactus they naturally would grow in the kind of um, leaf mass that collects in the, the edges of the bark and cork so um, that's really really good for them, they don't want too much soil so we've tried to kind of replicate that with the cork yeah, um, Yeah, we've got all the lovely cork and then we've got these vines 
um, going around, they're actually clematis vines. Oh, right. <laughs> I was looking at those and thinking, wow, I wonder what that's meant. A clematis, yeah, that yeah. makes perfect sense. The dry clematis vine. I mean, what a beast. That clematis was quite a beast when it was, it was alive. It was a hefty one, yeah, that's for sure. And you've got the tropical picture plants and the penthes, which again have got a bit of a reputation, but yeah. I mean, I know many listeners to my podcast grow these and find them quite easy. Yeah. So, I mean, the trick with all, all um, carnivorous plants is just to keep them as damp as possible. Sit them in a dish of water and keep it regularly topped up. Or, like we've done here, you can put them in moss and just keep the moss really damp, and that will that will keep them keep them going strong. No, no dry monkey pots. <laughs> <laughs> and where are we going next with house plants? What what are people sort of coming into your shop and asking for? So the thing that the the main thing that we're seeing, especially with the younger generation, is that people want to buy smaller plants and really grow them and nurture them. So it's not mm. so much about oh this will look great in that corner. Um, and using them as a feature it's kind of understanding your plants um learning how to how to get the best from them um also sustainability is a huge thing now so we've got a flower farm um in kent and we're starting to grow house plants there too oh, really? That's interesting. to take the kind of flown element out of them um and yeah i think just just starting them off small that's the new trend mm. it seems that's a really good i'm really glad people have got onto that trend because yeah. that's always been my way as a small child buying plants i only had enough for the small ones so <laughs> exactly <laughs> yes. that, that way you can really get to know their needs um and exactly. it's very depressing when you, you kill a big plant yeah <laughs> especially if you spent one. a fortune on yeah, it exactly yeah. exactly it takes a lot of the pressure off you and i mean i think then also it means that your plants growing up adapted to your own conditions exactly they adapt to their environment and yeah. and um yeah you can like you said you can really learn um more about them and have you had a good reaction so far it's only press day but lots of people coming past and we do wow hopefully yeah we have and i I think because we've spilled outside um yeah yeah, we're we're hopefully being spotted by lots of people and i think people really like the the kind of jungle vibe yeah yeah we've had a great reaction really i'm a total ripsalis and any sort of uh jungle uh, forest cactus uh aficionado so I'm loving all this I just want to touch it all I shouldn't be destroying all this space but it's so tactile I mean and I just love the variety of different shapes I mean you've got the anguliga you've got paradoxa over there which is another one of my favourites I think yeah yeah Um, just the leaf shape is just so cool all the varieties yeah we've got so many a few different ones we um we tried our best to find um all our favourites from the ripsalis growers Um, yeah yeah went and visited and yeah there's some real beauties and all the different mm. shapes and sizes yeah. yeah we were really happy happy with how it's um, turned out <laughs> well I'm really impressed and I'm loving uh, the the jungly vibe that we're getting from this whole display <laughs> was it a nightmare to put together how long did this take you uh, we started on Monday so it, we, we had um, okay. we had six and a half days <laughs> yesterday we had to leave before judging so okay. um, yeah it took a while but it, it was really great actually we had a a sort of vague idea of where we wanted to go but actually we thought we'd just see how it evolved quite naturally um because i think yeah you, you want to see the way they sit and like if you kind of when you're placing plants sometimes they just don't fit where you want them it's really exciting to see uh, things like this that are inspiring inspiring lots of people not only the young old people like me can enjoy it too <laughs> hopefully everyone can come and yeah, enjoy it and no, at least great. get to kind of poke around and find all the different plants we've hidden through the through the stand Excellent. Yeah. awesome well it's really nice to meet you and thank you very much for showing me round thank you. thank you to Alice Bailey for showing me round
do check the show notes for links to all the companies that I talk to for this show. And finally, last but not least, at short notice, the RHS Wisley Plant Centre, which is a wonderful place for buying house plants, stepped in after somebody else pulled out to put on a display of a home office. And I needed this because, quite frankly, my office at home is a disgrace. So let's see if we can get some tips on combining your home office with some beautiful plants. Um, so I'm Anthony, I'm the houseplant team leader from RHS Wisley, so I look after the houseplant department there normally. Um, and then um, in here we've decided to make a sort of concept home office, um, sort of with the pandemic in mind, with people sort of wanting to be at home. Um, and we've tried to make it with accessible plants, so stuff that people can sort of buy quite readily and quite cheaply, just to sort of bring a bit of greenery. Um, so sort of like you can sort of see we've got like the asparagus ferns and cocodama, like a, a chandelier with some of the philodendron. Um, climbing up throughout a bit um, and we've also got like a few terrarium sort of bits because that's sort of what people tend to sort of go for as sort of like a little bit to brighten up the corner um, yep. and quite good for the table space as well um, yeah um, the other thing we looked at we had like a little bit of an outdoor space as well backing onto mm-hmm. the office so we've tried to we've brought the outside no, the inside out, um, and I did some more of sort of the Cocodrama ferns with sort of like the Nephilepsis or the Boston ferns, um, and with the idea of like with it being in London, they could sort of get away with them being outside for a little bit longer in the year. Um, and we've also I brought some of the sealed terrariums out as well with um, a few sort of more hardier plants that would sort of be fine out there. Um, and greened it up with the bases. It's gorgeous in here. I wish my office looked like this. I have the, my husband would tell you, the worst and most untidy office. It's ridiculous. But um, it's absolutely beautiful and hopefully inspirational because so many people have been working from home. And, and now the, the Wisley Plant Centre is back open and you're selling lots of houseplants, what are people coming in and saying to you? What are they buying and looking for? Surprisingly, um, a lot of our um, smaller plants um, that are for, we often sell for terrariums are sort of the people are wanting to sort of have the smaller things and watch them grow up and mature out so oh, by far that's probably that one most popular section mm-hmm. um, and we've also seen quite a big interest in sort of plants that purify the air especially in sort of newer build homes because a lot of our customers especially sort of my age like sort of the 25 to 35 sort of age group um, are looking sort of to green up their new home um, and I'd say surprisingly Calatheas like everybody loves that yeah the sort of the love it or hate it I why know. do they torture themselves so I know um, it's one of our like best selling sort of genus yeah. like we have yeah. I know always sort of they're like oh just as a heads up you need to give them this that and the other but um we have, must admit, people have had a lot of success with them, so we get people coming yeah. back in to say how they're doing. So, which is that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, it's one of those plants that always draws people in, and you know, it can be a steep learning curve. But some people want a steep learning curve, right? Exactly. Um, and they are just the most beautiful pattern foliage. So I can see why. I mean, in this glorious globe um, terrarium we've got on here, do you sell them like that, or can do you sell the equipment to make those kind of so, things? That, Normally we have um, a little bit of a mix of both. So we have some that are already pre-planted um, and then we also have a, a all the equipment to make our own. So you can sort of yeah. pick out all like your planting in there, the layers of soil, the layers. The only thing normally we don't have is the moss. But um, yeah, you can always come and always take you through sort of the process of doing it. And I think we are looking at trying to get some more workshops going in the later in the year. Fantastic. Well, it's lovely in here and I can see myself sitting quite happily at this desk working away and uh, I might just get too distracted by all the plants though and just be tending plants rather than doing my work makes a good 
<laughs> so it makes a good zoom background. Yeah, that's a really good zoom background. Exactly. And the Kokodama is... Is that a popular thing? Is that still really proving really popular? It's it seems been... to be sort of coming back. Yeah. I would say. Um, like, I think as long as you sort of know what you're doing um, in terms of the maintenance. So, yeah. like, for me, I had a few just above my kitchen sink with asparagus mm-hmm. burns in. Um, basically, I love the humidity. And I just sort of used to jo- soak the actual ball for about half an hour just in the mm-hmm. sink and let it drip dry hang it back up and that seemed to keep them going yeah um, so it's all about situation really as ever always yes. the way thank you so much and um, yeah I'm just going to take some beautiful shots of this and uh, I want to you've inspired me to get my desk sorted out at home and remove some of the piles of rubble that have built up <laughs> I know it's it's intense, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get tidied up. I'm mean, I have got plants in there, but I clearly need some more. That's all. I'm, that's my main conclusion. Thank you so much, Anthony. That is all for this week's show. I hope you've enjoyed this audio tour of the Houseplant Studios. And don't forget, if you want to check out those extra interviews with Dibleys and Grow Tropicals, you can join my Patreon. Details in the show notes. I'll be back next Friday. And in the meantime, stop the doom scrolling, pick up a pair of snips and enjoy a few minutes of houseplant maintenance because it'll do you so much good. Take care. Bye. you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by the Joy Drops, Autumn Sunset by Jason Shaw and Whistle by Benjamin Banger. All tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. See the show notes for details. <laughs>